Welcome to the Bougie Black Brother Network. Welcome back to Millennial Money Management with our part two session of our interview with Chaz Jenkins as we go through our series of employment transitions. So I think you missed the whole point between there of how you jumped into it though. Because you didn't jump into it with just a recruiter. You went on a big time um <laughs> you know resume I, you actually so, well there was, so, there was so much stuff going on i so because because the answer that i got to jump back so okay bec- okay so just going back at the time when i got rolled up for whatever um that's when the ball started rolling that, the ball was already rolling but that's when the, that's when momentum picked up uh so i actually created my website chasmjenkins.com because I'll be damned if someone else is gonna tell my story, or I don't ha- like, I don't. I should have a say in my own branding, my own whatever, not not what someone else thinks. Right, right. Um, so I created my website. I just wanted to be, you know, at the time when I created it, I wanna I wanted to be a place where I could just mention it to recruiters and managers and be like, yeah, by the way, yeah, I, I wrote about this in my site. Like, mm-hmm. do you know about Linux? Do you know, do you know about virtual machines? Do you know about tech, okay. IT? You point them in a direction to say, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, like, you know, don't depend on, uh, I didn't want to just depend on references and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course I know about it. I've written about it. Right. You read the articles, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was a big thing that I that I did. Um, the other thing was uh, I actually ended up upda- upgrading my LinkedIn. So Which the, was a smart choice. So the thing about job hunting is... It's not cheap. Nope. So um, there's actually someone we're gonna have on a podcast who um, who did some job searching. I think we're gonna have to call him in, but he um, he told me he applied to like 200, 300, like in the hundreds of positions because uh. his his job hunt game was crazy because what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can accept anything, but yeah. if you want a certain salary range and position, you know, you gotta you gotta go for it. And he was just like, "Look." But wasn't there a sacrifice for both ends? Because that's what I wanted to ask you. You you saying someone else? Yeah. But you know, when you get to a point of frustration, your next job should be something either you want or you you, have, or you need. I need it, or it's paying. And the worst part is if it's paying, that's a problem because that means you're sacrificing having a high paid salary for doing something that you may not necessarily want to do, but just that you can do. Well, I mean, that's a fucked up thing. So Mm -hmm. just for my sake, yeah, in terms of salary wise, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting the experience that I think will take me to the next level gotcha. because the, my previous job, you know, on paper it works. But like when I was describing and I had this conversation with somebody else, like when I was describing what I did to people, to recruiters, whatever, I would just get put into a box like, oh, sounds like you did this or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, God damn it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So right. It, it's it's. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm a facility manager. What do you do? I mop the floor. Oh, sound like a janitor. Sound like a janitor. Oh, well. No, no. I'm not not a janitor. I'm a facility. 
You mopped the floor. Did you take out the trash? Of course. Okay. Yeah, you know, so it was that kind of thing. So it was frustrating because I felt like I could bring more to the table, but the experience, basically the opportunities I had in the position was only so much that I can really sell myself without, I don't want to do, like, I'm not the type of dude to do, you know, fluff to the point of I get there and then I'm like, okay. Like, I think we all seen the, the picture of crying Jordan. Yeah. Like when he's in the office, when you in the, when on the resume when you lie and say you know Excel, yeah, and he's in front of the computer. Like, <laughs> Get the crying Jordan face. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. They got me. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I don't. I personally don't want to do that. I want to go into something like, look, about, here's what I can bring to the table. If I need to learn something, I'm confident I can learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's Udemy.com, uh, mm-hmm. LinkedIn Learning, Hazel's right. Linda. Uh, videos See, I didn't and like some, that. I didn't some like other shit. Yeah, I like Udemy though. Udemy, cool. yeah, it's yeah. the shit. So um, for me, it was it was a little um, in terms of like salary. It's not ideal, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. Sal- motherfuckers with salaries is is man. There's pain. There's high paying jobs, but. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll get lowballed in a second. <laughs> so you always have to be prepared. Oh my god! So I prepared myself in order to go on a trajectory mm-hmm. to be able to say these are the jumps that I'm going to be. And my, and my mentor, um, and I got to First of all, I I got to say through my whole process of grad school, basically once I cut out like. I met dude starting with my dead end job error. <laughs> <laughs> so that that worked, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he is one of his messages was he had two main messages. One was try to avoid debt when you go back to grad school. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I couldn't in that situation because I had to fucking get out that job. Right. But try to avoid debt. You know, um, it's e- it's hard to pay down debt. Easy to accept a loan, whatever. Um, I tell a lot of people to volunteer. Or to do non-paid internships if you need to jump ship. So maybe did an internship, um, you know, some accounting or finance thing. Then you get a little another internship for a well-known firm. Mm-hmm. You do some other experience, and then you you bust into the entry level of whatever. I'm like that. That's a nice narrative, versus, you know, just some. You know, your resume needs to flow. In other right. words, right. It needs to. To your point. Um, I, I'll stick to that. It needs to tell a story. Yes. So I think- my resume tells that I started one place. Mm-hmm. They was like, "You've done so much, but you don't have an engineering degree." I said, "I don't have to because I put myself in the position to learn these and have the hands on, and then I'm good at tech, so it was easy to flow through." Yeah, that. yeah. Being good at, I mean. Getting the IT component, I think, is that's huge. If you just understand technology, because that makes everything so much easier. You just yep. all software, software is software. So it's just a matter of knowing the menus and knowing how it works. Right. Then you can learn everything so much easier. So who said that? I don't know if it was Jobs or one of the CEOs said programming should be taught in the schools as a language. You because would think if you so learn right how to program, but here's the thing, everything though. comes together. Here's the thing. Um, like I was reading about uh, Oklahoma, apparently the teachers. Yeah, they on strike. They're not earning shit. Yeah. Um, like it's shocking. Like eleven years, motherfuckers made 
uh, she went from making thirty to like forty thousand. Like I, I don't know what I would do in that yeah. situation. Yeah, I don't. How how do you survive within the last thirty years? Inflation and everything has went up. Yeah, but that's what West Virginia went through. Yeah, they they did a strike too. Mm-hmm. So if, if if a regular teacher is making you know that amount, a programmer, I mean, it's in demand. So unless yeah. it's on some nonprofit shit or something <laughs> you're not gonna really get that talent to come to the school and teach those motherfuckers unless they teach the, the other teachers but if it's a language when you're teaching you don't have to teach programming you just know how things are created because so, so teach syntax yeah exactly okay. and and you can use that syntax in that way in anything that you do but program helps you to put things together yeah and because when I did HTML, when I did, mm-hmm. you know, my wife and I, she was teaching me A+, but I got tired of that shit. When I was doing all of that, I was able to put a lot of things together. So when I started doing Excel mm-hmm. and when I was creating Access Database, it just makes it was It was just so simple. Easy, yeah. yeah, it was easier to do mm-hmm. that. And then when I was the WM Warehouse Management System, they was like, how do you know this? I was like, it just works that way. Yeah. It's, like it's not same, that I know it. It just works Yeah, that way. a lot of the things have the same uh, properties. Right. And plus, right. I mean... That's a good point, yeah. Motherfuckers just don't want to reinvent the wheel. Like, if, if you right-click here, you probably can <laughs> right-click another one, too. Exactly. <laughs> In the same yep. place and get yep. the same result. Absolutely. Um, so, I, you know, getting the IT component was huge. So, that's... that's an, I, I want that narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things that I feel was... A learning opportunity for myself and them could have been, you know, the, the whole the, the the certification thing. I think was just a very that could have been handled a different way. Yeah, and um, it's just when you when you attack people from a punitive perspective, basically, I'm like, look, I think going forward, what makes sense is if you interview somebody and you say, hey, um, we expect you to have this certification or something, blah blah blah. I hate when the requirements switch after I'm there for a while. Right. But if it does, it has to be articulated concisely. It has to be... Have some paperwork. Chaz, I want you to understand, before before this point, you will have to have this. Our requirement in this position is you have to have this. So understand, if we have this conversation, we already told you what the requirement is. Don't be vague. And a lot of managers do not want to have that one-on-one because they're uncomfortable with confrontations. So they'll say it vaguely and then they'll go, uh, he didn't do it. Okay, write him up. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I got it. Yep, write him up. Except for being clear of what the expectation is. I mean, that could have been communicated. Maybe, again, maybe I capable. didn't understand. They may not have been capable. Whatever the case. I know. I'm just saying, you know, know. That's, that's something. If that happens to you, Okay, you just you know you you managing up is critical. Yes, because yes. you have to for those kind of things. You say, okay, how about this? How about instead of a develop development plan, let's get something in writing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not necessarily trapping you into getting this done by a certain time. It's preventing them from taking punitive action mm-hmm. when then you know when you feel like they shouldn't they shouldn't have done that. So. Mm-hmm. If you get, get something writing and says, okay, are you saying um, for this position, I need to do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 by this date? Okay, great. Because if I do it and then you still trip anyway, we got a problem. Yeah. 
because you clearly articulated what I needed to do at what time frame. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great if they give a reason. They may not give a reason. Mm-hmm. Or the re- reason may be bullshit. But. So reduce the excuses. That's all we can say. Because they still may do it, to your point. Mm-hmm. But reduce it to the point of, nope, we had the discussion. Yeah. Um, we did have it in writing. That's where things get fucked up. And that said, in terms of getting shit in writing... This is always a little dicey depending on, you know, the computer IT policy. Mm-hmm. Don't use the company email to log in to certain shit. So for HR or certain things, let's say, hey, create a password, username, password. Use your personal email because if shit hits the fan and they lay that ass off, you need to get back in, change you your can. password. Mm-hmm. You lock the fuck out. Um my my email account, I think, got deactivated or what whatever, changed password immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So oh, they did that while you was in the office, bro. So I'm like, look, uh, you know, that's just the reality of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was able to, you know, I, I thought ahead for certain for certain things. So fortunately, I have documents. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna say what. I, I'm saying is like, look, uh, if you're uncomfortable or you just you just don't trust them, like, you know, if if the document is yours or it doesn't break the policy to to have it, you better get that shit. Yep. Just because once you don't have access, you're gonna fucking kick yourself. So, any documents I create that is relevant, I send it to my home anyway. Anything else, I don't care. You can have every everything else is yours. I don't care. It's the companies. Yeah. Examples I, of your work, your portfolio. I, exactly. So yeah. I have creations of presentations. Mm-hmm. I have um, metrics that I built on and pivot tables mm-hmm. that I presented to VPs. That's at the house. Yeah. Because, because once you lose it, you're going to fucking kick yourself. Because you're like, damn, I'm talking about this. And it's like, hey, do you have any examples of that? No, but I can create one. And they're like, yeah, he's just making up some shit. Uh uh-uh. uh, here it is. Here's the company. Here's the data. Mm-hmm. Or here's the data. What's the company? Don't worry about the company, but here's the data, and this is what I analyze, and this is what came out to it. And if you notice chronologically, this is how we built mm-hmm. incrementally how we got better. And it's yeah. showing that. And you're kind of like, okay, I may not be able to prove that, but do you have your reviews? Mm-hmm. Here's a copy of my reviews. Boom. That's the other thing. You have to have copies of your review because if you don't have copies of your review and you leave, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I give I give copies to my supervisors and managers to say whether you want it or not. Here it is. They got it. So if anything goes wrong, I'm gonna be like, "You idiot! I gave it to you." So I'm not your manager no more. They talking shit that you're not doing your job. Where's your review at? Mm-hmm. And they like, damn, like, I didn't think about that. So it's just, it's a very, and that's why I said earlier, it's not pre- it's not preemptive strike. It's more defensive maneuvers. Yeah. It's more the barricades. Uh, you know, you putting up the fucking, mm-hmm. you know, we all seen all pictures pictures of Normandy. The fucking Germans <laughs> had all yeah. that barbed wire and shit. Sandbags built the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, it's like, gotta, man, yeah. you gotta, because if, if you don't, and the shit happens, it's like insurance. They're already on you. Yeah, so it's yeah. like if, you know, if you get an accident, you don't have insurance, then it's like, well, what the fuck? Or level of insurance. Think about that. A, a level. The level of insurance that you have. Oh, I forgot. 
my deduction is fifteen hundred dollars. Yes. Oh shit! I didn't realize. Can you afford fifteen hundred dollars? Yeah, so you can afford it, great. If yeah. Not, but if you can't, that's your ass. That's your ass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's unfortunate. Like it's unfortunate that you have to think so far ahead and you know hoard documents. I mean, you know, they're all digital, but just have documents ready. But it's your self interest. Yeah. So if you create anything, and again, this is for jobs that are worth shit. If you're at McDonald's. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, don't, don't. If you got an email at McDonald's, where the fuck you at? Yeah, you at corporate. Yeah, but. you at corporate. So those things. <laughs> think of what you've done, especially if you're ready to move to the next level. Yeah. You still want to have those documents to say, "Hey, we're gonna put you in this new position." But you know, your manager said you didn't haven't done anything like this. Oh yes, I have. Here it is. That's right. make a great point. So again, if you're dealing with that toxic workplace. And, um, some, this is, I, I think women deal with this more so, mm-hmm. um, uh, like women who are dealing with like a, you know, a me too, a case thing. Chauvinist thing. Yeah. Or, and or then, misogynist. Yeah, yeah. And then the fucking male boss who got caught up in it is giving out shitty reviews, mm-hmm. references. Um, you know, it was a case where the chick had to sue to be like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so if, if they're talking shit and you don't have the funds to fucking get a lawyer and fight for your rights, whatever, they'd be like, he's full of shit. Well, you know, don't say that, but, <laughs> but you just be like, look, um, you know, whatever, ta- you know, with tact, speak on that, but just be like, no, I think he may be mistaken. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's, here's something I've done. Yep. Here's some other examples and boom, boom. I, 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 I believe in that because it's just once you lose access that's, That's it. Yeah. And or yeah. Let's not even talk about losing access. When you're in the middle of interviewing for another job mm-hmm. and someone said something ahead of you before you showed up, they already have things in their mind that you either not qualified or you wasn't capable of doing. Yeah. Always be prepared. I interviewed for another building up in Jefferson. It was still in the same company. But I wanted a different position. I just wanted to, because I just wanted to interview. Mm-hmm. And I went up there, and my manager decided I'm going to go behind you and give them my input. And I right. know she didn't like me. I was like, uh, "You don't need to have that." I said, "I don't need for you to do that." No, 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 no. I want to help you. No, I don't need that. She did it anyway. And then when I got the feedback from them, they was like, "Well, these are some things that we was concerned about." And it was the same thing that she was trying to tell me she wanted me to do. So I knew their response was based on her response right. to them. So how did you deal with that? I just said, I don't trust you. And I want to get out of this position as soon as possible. Oh, Excuse me, Michael. I said, let me explain to you the things why I don't. You see this review? I had to make you change the wording on him because it was really offensive. Right. You changed it. I went to an interview Things were fine, but you went anyway behind me. And then what they said was, no, that's not what happened. Perception is reality. And reality to some is what we have to live off. Right. Outside of that, I'm looking at, compared to what I've done with all the other new managers in the network, these are the things that I created. And the other managers and the VP appreciated what we did, but you rated me as this. Mm-hmm. So I have to get out of this position. Yeah. Get she was pissed. But why? Sadly, I think it was a gender thing. No, I'm not even going to touch that one. No. 
because the, <laughs> the, the people who got promoted outside of people who got promoted within the position were all women. And I think from a consulting perspective, uh, that's one of the things that I liked about consulting is if, if we're not dealing with the internal politics, mm-hmm. he's just not dealing with that shit. Like, yeah. it's, it's just, you know what I mean? But you got to be respectful. And the, the sad thing about that is I make an effort to treat people equally with their skill set. But when you don't do that, I take offense to that. I took offense to that. And the managers around, my manager was like, Michael, you did a great job. We we sad to see you leave. I said, I would love to stay, but I can't. Why? Yeah, I just can't. So when people ask me, did you like the position you was in? I said, oh, I loved it. I learned so much. I, it can be more. Why don't you go back? Not until you change management. Yeah. I said, I can't work in a position that management doesn't see the value of what I bring or that I can't advance within the position. Or just some tit for tat. Like, that's just... But I didn't even break it down to that. I okay. just used their terms. High level. Yeah. And they knew it, but they have to deal with those type of managers. But I was okay with that. So you learn from those experiences. Mm-hmm. And I was bitter for about a couple of months. And it was like, Mike, you got to get over that. I was like... No, I could have been in a different position by now, but I had to leave a position and relinquish a spot to be promoted because of how I was treated. But that's just long term, just long term growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You did a short term amputation for the rest of your career. (laughs) (laughs) But but it was fine. Yeah. But if you're aware of it, because that's where what you're saying is you wasn't you was aware, but you didn't execute fast enough. Because if you was Maybe. aware, yeah, no, you still executed, but you could have probably had a probably I wasn't a position ag- aggressive. Of, yeah, yeah, you wasn't aggressive. Yeah, yeah. because you know, I this opportunity was there, but I didn't act on it beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I always say it's 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 the timeliness of the execution. Yeah, yeah. You just wasn't aggressive with it because hey, I'm here. If it comes along, yeah, I can step out of this and I'll be mm-hmm. fine. But now it was like, uh, put on the gas. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, know what right. I mean. So again, I, re- I, there are people who search for months, you know, or weeks sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I know in my case, I'm very fortunate, and you know, it, it could have been, it could have not been the case at all because right. I, this particular recruiting firm is just, you know, it just worked out that way. Right. And I think if I didn't get this one, they had other shit going on. But like. Just from all the other positions I applied to, mm-hmm. I haven't really, I haven't really heard anything. So, three priorities. When you looked at the position, you wanted what first, what second, what third. So, and did you get that? Yeah, what second, uh, what first, second, third. So, mm-hmm. the, uh, based on what I was doing at the time or with the previous position, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm doing now. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. So I wanted, I wanted to stay in IT. So just, first thing was I, I want to stay in IT. Just just based on the market, mm-hmm. based on what's going to happen in the future, automation. Um, where can I be? Where can I get valuable, you know, skill mm-hmm. uh, and experience, so that you know I can be opened up, whatever. The second thing was. Uh, Location would have been ideal in mm-hmm. terms of being access to transit. 
This, okay. you know, this was not. So you know, that's a that was like a relative sacrifice. But so if I'm, you went to another state, you would still been looking for access to transit. Hell yeah! If okay. I'm in San Fran, I'm taking BART. <laughs> Shit, or New York. I'm just asking, dude. Yeah, I'm about. Jesus God. So yeah, I mean, just on that level. But third, no, second is salary. Oh, second was salary. Yeah, second was just like a baseline of I gotta make at least this much. You know what I mean? And then third is was travel. Um, okay. There's because there's a there's a lot of jobs in Alpharetta. Mm-hmm. So, but for my location, you know, from coming from the city yeah. to Alpharetta, that's it's it's, it's definitely doable. Because at a certain point, I'm going against traffic, but the traffic is just so bad up there. Mm-hmm. Always. It's just pretty much. I basically got to fight traffic for about 12, 13 miles versus mm-hmm. where I'm going now. I'm like, you know, it's it's not that bad. And there's a charger in the area where I can plug in. So okay. I may not have to use gas. All right. Well, shit. You know, I'm anti gas too. <laughs> so if I can just use electricity, then. Yeah. If I can use electricity, you'll be good. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. I'll be fine. So um, those are, you know, I didn't want to, because I know myself. Right. A crazy commute for me is just not going to be conducive. So did you get that, though? The reason why I ask that, because not Chaz, per se, but anyone who's leaving a dead-end job, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people may not even look at it in those three criteria. No, they're going to look at it like, look, I I don't care. I need to give me a goddamn job. I don't need how long I have to drive. I'll wake up early. And they just do that until they get to a point to where they can get something little... You know, easier. either closer or easy. Because yeah. to me, I'm used to driving. You know, like you said, I don't like driving. I don't mind driving. I've I drove all my life. You know, in the military, I drove. Um, I, I look at it from it's, it's opportunity cost. It is, but what makes up the difference? Every time I had to drive, in addition, mm-hmm. they already made up in salary for me. When you're job hunting. You start to see shit over and over. Mm-hmm. You want sequel. You want Oracle base. You know Oracle this. That, right. That's a plus. This and that. Like certain certain experiences, just you know, just gonna land you interview faster. So in this particular position, I'm saying I want to stay in IT, but I'm gonna get like some, you know, if everything goes to plan, I should get some great experience. Then you know, it should be part of some like international projects. Right. Opportunity to travel, hopefully. So. I'm like, oh, okay. It's an expansion of yes, more for you. Yes, which is great. Versus, you know, sitting at a desk. It's not just it's not just lateral. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a this is this is a a pure progression in every sense. The original question was after you get the first of all, I didn't get a fucking paper. They got the shit mailed to me. I was just told yeah. to leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get the fuck on. Yeah, <laughs> we'll send you a check and a paper. Nah, yeah, yeah. So, um, by the way, if you get laid off and they say, hey, we're going to, you're going to get paid uh, last, whatever, check your direct deposit. Make sure it's the amount that you're supposed to get just in case. Or no funny business. say, um, can I have that in writing? writing. That's where well, I fucked we, up. We're going to do that. We're going to send that to you. I don't think I can leave here because what you're saying and what will happen is probably different. Yeah. Because you didn't tell me even earlier that you was having layoffs. So now I don't really trust what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go to a point. Let me let me get this point in. Things like that, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard, but don't 
get emotional. You have to be able to stop and say, hold on. That's where I fucked up. But that's where most people fuck up. So my lifetime, um, fired once, laid off once. So you've been through it. You know how to. Yeah, I went through it. You cannot be in the moment. You can take yourself out the moment and just say, okay. But the, the layoff, I knew it was coming because they kind of gave me a choice to say, turn on the people who support you or you get laid off because we're really getting rid of a shift and we're going to cut it in half. But these guys we don't trust, but we trust you. I was like, they didn't do anything wrong. Well, if you don't, so I was pretty much prepared and I was like, okay, so if you lay me off, what is it going to be? I, I'll, that's You make a great point because I definitely fucked up in that regard. I, I, when you don't know, even if you have the discomfort and you're just trying to do shit on the side, you know, it's, it's like, you know, working, filling out applications, talking with recruiters. Mm-hmm. Until it happens, you like, at least my, the first time, you're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, right. and especially, you know, to, to where... And the only the main reason I felt okay about it was because the firm outsourced the HR to another firm, Ooh. and the HR firm was I, I I felt pretty okay. They didn't want to fuck their shit up, fucking with them. Right. So right. it was more so like, look, I don't know what y'all do, but you know we need to you know have we need to do our part, our end. Mm-hmm. So that was you know I felt good on that end because I can always call them up. Hey, the HR people, so is there another firm? Say hey, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, compliant. If y'all don't, basically snitching. Yeah. If y'all don't do what you're supposed to do, I'm snitching. <laughs> it's too late. Too late to be the loyal to the. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. over with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely great advice. Get shit in writing because um, when it's just like, hey, we're going to mail this, we're going to do this. Just get some writing saying, okay, your severance package is blah blah blah. We're going to even as as simple as we're going to mail out. The severance package details, which includes, mm-hmm. you know, payment, benefits, whatever. Mm-hmm. Get Because I, you know, I... Uh, it's an emotional yeah. reaction. Be aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Be aware of what they're and, doing. And that's one thing in retrospect. I, I don't know if I would do anything different. Um, but in terms of managing up, and again, consulting is a little different mm-hmm. uh, in terms of internal... Because if you if you're in a position where you spend so much, basically majority of your time at a client site, mm-hmm. you're not really dealing. You're dealing with the culture of the client versus the culture of your internal company. But so, your internal company mm-hmm. really is responding to you in a certain way. You have to be aware of that. I know, but my, what I'm saying is, mm. I like I was friendly with people, but just not. Just didn't fucking gel. Like I can feel the energy change when I come around. Right. So like it was, I, I, like I'm not saying it was whatever. Like I kind of see it with uh, everybody. Like they kind of they as peers, mm-hmm. they talk to each other a certain way, and everybody else to try to be, you know. I, I get that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying in terms yeah. of just from a communication aspect, I never broke through the that different barrier. I don't. I don't think so. Lord, so, I don't think I I would have ten ten times out of ten. But you you wanted to be who you were, which was good. Um, I test people, so I test them by saying I'm going to conform to this 
different kind of culture. When I kind of tested with them, they reacted and was like, oh, you, you're, you're different than what I thought. I wasn't different. I just started to acquiesce to a lot of things that they're used to. Yeah. And then as they got comfortable, I went back to the way I was. They was like, damn, Mike, you're just going to fuck off. I was like, that's who I am. I said, the problem is now I know who y'all are. But mm-hmm. when you're in a position and you know that they're looking to say, I don't like what you do, where do you place yourself? If you place yourself in a position that you can continue to say, I have an opportunity to do better or I don't have any opportunity. You saw that. You actually saw that when they kind of wrote you up mm-hmm. and you was preparing. You didn't say, this is the end. I mean, let me get out of here before they get me. Preemptive. Act yeah, or preemptive something. strike. Not a, not a strike, but just or something where you just you try to take pre- defensive or something measures. Oh, or like a defensive maneuvers. Yes. Like, something. hey, hey, hey. Put up your barriers because it, we yes. know they're coming, yes. but have it ready. I don't know when or how, but, you know, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're going to try to fly some shit into my building, me. <laughs> so, you know I'll I, I tell you the other manipulative thing yeah. is I reveal other people to say, if you get rid of me, I have the data points of these other people who aren't performing. So, when you say, I'm not either doing my job, right up, or... We're getting rid of people in this area. This person who's really is irrelevant doing projects. I'm not going to speak on that. No, I got you. But when I, when I have, (laughs) that's the talking points at the end. I understood. Yeah. I didn't go there because I didn't feel the need I should. Mm -hmm. But that certain thoughts ran through my mind. Like me, everybody. What about that? Right. right, right. It's like, you know what? But again, I treated it like a breakup. I didn't treat it. At a as, at a job, mm. at a firm, that's you should treat it that way in terms of. Well, here's the data. Preemptive here's, strike. Here's the clients. Here's here's how they actually feel. Who mm. has a track record of, blah 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 versus, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? You know, like I. Right. So think about this. That's what a manager always told me. I always thought he was an asshole, but he was absolutely right. He said everyone's replaceable. And I was like, I get that. Everyone says that all the time. But he says, so what happens when the best guy in the building dies? We have to replace him. Mm-hmm. The, the business won't stop. The worst person leaves. We don't stop. If you think you're the most valuable and will fall apart, you're thinking wrong. I'm, no, I'm, no, no, no. Let, let okay. me finish the thought. Okay, no. okay. The thought is... There's people that aren't doing well and there's people who they want to hold on to. But regardless of the matter, once you see that they don't find value in you or feel that you got to make the dessert mm-hmm. in this day and age, this isn't back when baby this day and age, you should be moving on. Don't stay there. You should be moving on if there's no way to go. And you got to look at alternatives mm. because I can go three different areas right now. They want me to go one area. Some of them I'm okay with. The other one I'm waiting for. I can go three different areas to, again, build my value and skills mm-hmm. up. I'm in a position that I just don't have to. That's a good thing mm-hmm. for some. You have to leave a job when you know you can't go anywhere. Or... They don't want you to go anywhere 
we have the person that we want in there, yeah. whether color or gender or whatever. We have the person we want, but we don't want him to move there because now we got to check off for the federal government to say, yep, we have enough of these. I don't well, okay. In that in my case it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. Okay. Yeah, I got you. But um I'll I'll say just you know the, for the dead end thing. Mm-hmm. Working a dead end job was just like you just see how much they don't give a fuck. Yep. You know, how you know you survive off the shitty salary. Um you just see, you see the turnover. Mm-hmm. It's like absolutely you're replaceable. I, I learned that lesson early on. Okay. And I think that prepared me just for my transition going forward to like just to say, if I don't if I don't advocate for myself and get skills for myself, then I can't. These motherfuckers won't. So it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense for me just to sit here convince and convince them. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even convince because I already know what the answer is going to be. It's mm-hmm. just, and I think one thing I always struggle with is dealing with. Um, I guess I say managers like who are bitches, like just. And I'm not saying I'm not talking. I don't mean women. I mean like no. dudes. Oh, I know that. I know exactly dudes what you're talking who, like, about. Like people I can't just gel with on a on a certain level. I'm like, dude, I can't really like. Okay, I, I know my story is just my story. Is mm-hmm. you know, single mother. You know, in, inner city poverty. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. People, you know that story over and over. But you get into a workplace, and as you progress, you start interacting like low level. You're gonna meet a lot of people with the same poverty background story. Right. As you move up, you know you're probably more than likely gonna meet people who have trust funds and their parents, blah blah blah. They're connected, mm-hmm. or just whatever. And just the things that people care about and their perspective is just like a, you know, that's one of the things I think I always struggle with from a, from a just in a workplace type thing, just because I can't. Like my, the interview that I did went great because you know we can just talk and right. you know communicate versus like I don't know what like I, you seen I don't the, think you give yourself enough credit though. What do you mean? Honestly, I think even when you deal with these trust fund babies, you're I'm knowledgeable not even saying enough. Trust fund babies. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm so people in general. Yeah, yeah. I think even when you say, eh, you know, I just can't gel with these. I think you're more flexible than you think you are. It's your tolerance. And I think your tolerance That's what I learned. has to to adjust. That's so what I learned is um <laughs> I can I can work with clients. I can work with different clients all the time. Mm-hmm. But if I had to work with one client a lot, the personalities start to grate like, oh, I can I, I love seeing you once a week. Yeah. But more than that, it's, oh. yeah. But then you have to create that because I, I, I think you're learning that your your tolerance level is different. Like me, I can't work for managers that aren't as smart as I am. I, I, I See, can't. It's smart, hard. Smart is relative too. So intelligent. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take the smart out of there. They're not as intelligent as I am, and they're not as experienced as well, I am when I, because they were put in a position mm-hmm. because who they knew or their resume was glaring because they was um, from Ohio State. They've done all of this, I, and it was placed in that position. But one thing, when I look back at some of my big advocates or people have I've gelled with, mm-hmm. they have a keen emotional intelligence. 
There are and a lot, a lot of, don't have that. Yeah, a lot of people can can do you know advanced analytics. Mm-hmm. They can do financial, um, you know, financial derivatives, create financial instruments. What, what all this crazy shit mm-hmm. that I mean I can't do maybe, but I, I think one thing I think I can I'm good I'm great at mm-hmm. is the emotional side of things mm-hmm. or just kind of have being attuned of. Like okay, so and so's going on, or okay, this so and so has a vibe. Let me let me see what's going on. We're in that age, though. We're in that age, and if you look at the the, because I read Medium a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of the articles really gel toward leadership of emotional intelligence. Yes. You got more books with emotional intelligence. Can you teach that? And like, I don't know if I can from a book. So something that's just life, you, man. You can come. You can be aware of it okay. through a book. Okay. But you can't really teach it. You have to experience it and you have to actually do it. I've done it all my life. I even think... even the emotional fucked up part of mm-hmm. just blowing up emotionally. But it's because I was passionate of getting things done. Mm-hmm. Then I had to learn to control that because everyone won't respond to emotions of saying, I'm trying to take care of you and I'm trying to save your job. Uh-huh. They can't respond to that. How do you help people understand it? See, that I, that's why I struggle. Because I don't know if I can help people understand from certain things because I find that life is a matter of, uh, of relative. It's comparable. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, I think in past podcasts I mentioned I saved for a car. Mm-hmm. So in that time I didn't have one. So I walked. I took Marta or I had to take Uber. So now that I have sacrifice. one. Yeah, it's like I appreciate the sacrifice. I but I appreciate a car in context because I don't like driving. Atlanta has <laughs> shitty potholes. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if you work in the city and you see homeless people and you show them to work with a fucking attitude, to me that makes no sense because you see people who are downtrodden and whatever. You know, it's just. But you I, see them. Some people don't see them. That's why when the homeless say, "You see me, don't walk past me, address me as a human being." Give them and that I dignity, appreciate man. That. I'll be like, no, I'm sorry. I I at a minimum say, I, I don't carry do cash it. with me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, could you give me something to eat? Uh, yeah, I'm right around the corner. I'll bring you out something right now. Give them that dignity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, there's another, in other words, think that way. There's, so, there's so much other shit to, like, look, if you got people who love you, you got mm-hmm. clothes, a place to sleep. If you got a place to, sh- uh, to sleep, shit, shower, and fuck. <laughs> Like, bro, you're halfway there. I heard the three S's. I didn't get the fuck part. But, uh, bro, that's, yeah. that's, that's important. <laughs> it was shower and shave, but the fuck part. I yeah, you got to, well. I got to well, add that in. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to. <laughs> look, that's, I'm adding that. Look, that's, right, you got to have that. Yeah, quotations, right. Chaz Jenkins, 2018. But, but that's why I'm saying with for you, Chaz, what, you, what you're saying is. And I think we've talked to it a lot of times doing our podcast is you see things differently. Everyone but does a, it. a manager, expect like No, you you so a, a cop I always fair, I give that. Fair enough. A cop shouldn't be shooting people based on <laughs> I think. Or wrestling teenage girls. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a cop though. No. Yeah. You you can't a manager. I found too many, and this is where I struggle mm-hmm. because if I know I'm doing the right thing, and I know I'm advancing people like you should be doing, and I know I'm bringing value to the company because I'm 
bringing people up a level or I'm mm-hmm. getting them the fuck out because what they did, they fake you out doing an interview and you were suckered to hire them. And guess what? They're not competent enough to be in the company. See, I don't believe in that. One thing that always gets me mad about interviews is not asking task related um, like, hey, you know, here's a here's a situation. Tell me what you would do or something to show competence. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, a lot of times, you know, you can tell me if I'm off base, but you know, just don't talk to a motherfucker. Don't take the resume for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, be like if you if you fucking know how to use this. OK, show me on. Here's a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Write out this Excel function function since you're so good at this. Right. Write out, you know, if you know the programming language, write out a sample, you know, query or uh, you so know, syntax. I've done that. And some people are really good at explaining everything. Very good. And then, then they the still problem. fake you out? Uh-huh. Here's the problem. They can't execute it, though. So the problem with sometimes when you interview people, because I've interviewed people that interviewed shitty, they kind of like, yeah, we don't fucking want to hire them. As soon as you got them on the floor, they were the best supervisors that you could hire because what they can't tell you what they do. They can just show you. Show, and, wish, and, yeah. and that's where you have to find out where the show and the tell balance come together. Where's that balance is. Yeah. It's even hard for me. I can bring it out of a person. The problem is, yeah, but the, the do. But the sometimes do. you you have to, you have to try it. That's the chance that you take. Mm-hmm. So the resume is a base to get you in the door. That's just gets you in the door. The interview is that's so crucial. Yeah, yeah. but that means the next person that interviews has to have a different perspective than you do because they may ask a different question as opposed to what I ask. And then I have to listen to them and say, damn, I wouldn't think about it that way. I want to talk about two things real quick. Go ahead. So um, second, the second thing I want to talk about is how I prepare for the interview. Mm-hmm. The first thing is applying for jobs. Now, um, applying for jobs is pretty self, you know, self-explanatory, but when LinkedIn... Um, you do get some sort of analytics, basically. So when you click apply, mm-hmm. or just go, you go to a job page. It says, "Here's you know, here's part of the country where people have applied from. Here, X amount of people have bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, MBAs. Um, people have, you know, entry level, middle management, manager, senior. So you kind of get a, you can kind of use that as a baseline." So if you're looking for a project manager jobs, you look up like maybe 10, get like the stats for those 10 through LinkedIn and say, okay, on average, mm-hmm. um, on different parts of the country, you're going to have X amount of people with this experience, middle, whatever. And what I find is you get a lot of people coming down. And in other words, yeah. saying like non-manager positions, you get senior people maybe about 20% applying for an analyst position or mm-hmm. like obviously analyst is kind of those weird things to where it could be senior. Yeah. Um, but still it is, you may have a senior analyst role, but for the analyst, you still have like a lot of qualified people applying. Yeah. So, they, you know, very competitive they, out there. Um, so just targeting jobs, you may say, yeah, qualified, but if you're not looking at those analytics, the fucking competition is blasting you out the water. Right. You know, because you got some dude with 10 years experience versus your two, your three. Even though the the thing says zero to whatever, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I got, it says zero to five. I have two and I have a lot of other shit. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's um, not even zero to five, maybe zero to three. You still may see those senior people apply. Um, but they do. A lot of senior people apply. And what I've found, too, is because they want to get out of what they're doing. Yes. It's kind of like, I've done that. I just don't want to do that mm-hmm. no more. I got two VPs in our company who didn't want to do that no more. They didn't want to travel the country. They didn't want to manage six facilities. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I want to stay home. So I'm just going to be a GM. So I'm going to take a GM position. I'm not going to take a VP yeah. position. So and I was like, who the fuck would the... The dude said, and you know, I, I wanted him to be my mentor, but then I got thrown off, me and him disconnected. But he said, I've done it already. Mm-hmm. See, so things that you accomplish, if you've done it, you don't need to prove yourself anymore. And he said, in those positions, I made a lot of money. It's not about the money. And it's not about proving. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay because I want to be home. So when the fucking, his resume flies across the desk, like, oh, well, shit. Let's we need him. Yes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. So if you're somebody else who's trying to work the way up into that GM position, mm-hmm. you just got blasted out the fucking water. You're thinking, you know, you know, don't, basically what I'm saying is be aware of that aspect because the, that that scenario and I think just uh, just the way the market is right now mm-hmm. there's just you know dynamic whatever the case uh, you can't take that for granted so you you, you want to especially if you're early in your career you want to target um, relative entry-ish level type things mm-hmm. or early career type positions they'll be written a little bit differently maybe have less requirements or lateral <clears throat> yeah lateral too lateral um, lateral gets you in a position and I'm going to kind of lean toward what you were talking about is I'll take equitable salary. I'll take whatever we were doing. um, But what is my position to advance from there? Oh, we got plenty of opportunities outside of that. Yeah. So when you're saying that, that's best for your career Mm -hmm. going forward. That's basically, that's kind of like saying, you know, even if you want to get out of, um, there's there's some some sometimes programmers just get tired of you know this is you know it can be burnout yeah. constantly development constantly mm-hmm. projects constantly blah 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 so you might be a developer here you might say you know what let me go to Amazon and then maybe I switch to a product manager yeah or something like that so it's lateral but you're trying to put yourself in place to make that move yeah um so that's one thing knowing how to one of my lessons was just being able to target positions okay. and that that said. The big lesson was don't do it yourself. One thing I started, I had to start doing was I was applying to so many, was you know just like bam, bam, bam. I'm like, wait a minute, I got to start tracking these. Mm-hmm. So I just did like a simple, you know, document the company, the position, um, any any pertinent links, and I put like date applied. Yeah, yeah, of course, date applied, mm-hmm. but yeah, any pertinent links, and then um, last contact. Gotcha. So I applied on this date, you know, maybe send an email or phone call, something to say, okay. And then put a note like, okay, so-and-so called and then follow up if I need to. But just something like that for every position to kind of give myself like a view of the total process. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's very important. Otherwise, you're not going to keep, you're not going to keep track of all this shit in your head. No, no. So, and and if, you, if you're doing that, that's pretty dumb because... <laughs> Um, you can get mixed up with your interviews and expecting because I got multiple 
resumes. So you start talking about a resume mm-hmm. that they didn't get and they was like, um, huh? no, we weren't. You'd be like, oh, shit, that's the wrong one. Yeah. So I, I started with chronologically when I started doing interviews yeah. and all of that that I knew who I applied for so and what came once back. you get a phone call or something oh you can jump back to your notes it says oh okay boom 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 yep then you the phone call is like oh hello so and so you remember their name mm-hmm. remember the last thing you talked about so that's gonna be much more impressive versus uh who's uh, this yeah. oh yeah 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 <laughs> like, write down the fucking number they're gonna call yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they be like god damn I told you I was gonna call you back it was like I don't know if this guy's really into it. They'd be like, oh shit, no, no. And then you're desperate. Yeah, then you're desperate. I need this job. You know, one of these fucks. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I think that's that's really criti- you know, critical. You, you know, yeah. just your thirsty ass. So. <laughs> and then, you know, I had a moment because I know on paper how I look versus, mm. you know, the positions I'm going for. Depending on who's doing the hiring or, you know, the screening, there can be a disconnect in terms of. You know how I look on paper, or whatever, because I have a a bachelor's of arts, um, you know, versus a bachelor's of science or something. Right. Because right. for IT, you know, that's like you want. So obviously, you know, IT is such a experienced thing. Once you do it, you've done it. Right. The degree be damned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, and it's a lot of that now. Yeah. So I was I was driving home one day, and I was on like the interstate, and there was a on the off ramp. There was people were slowing down. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And it was like the, uh, different homeless dudes at different points, kind of because it was rush hour a little bit. So people, it was mm-hmm. already slow anyway. So they they can kind of go out to cars without being dangerous. Yeah, kind of you know ask for jumping money. through traffic. Yeah, they'd yeah. be kind of like, "Hey, what's mm-hmm. up? Hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And it just kind of dawned on me at that moment. There was one dude who looked scruffy, able bodied. Uh, another dude who looked kind of janky. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying he looked like he probably failed a drug test and then there was one dude who was on crutches he looked like whatever and it was it was kind of like the one dude on crutches was killing him because he 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 fit the aw oh, oh he's got crutches he's, he's injured he something right, he, right. he fit the description I'm like oh shit he's he's being recruited for you know what I'm saying? he's he's fitting his presentation he's fitting the part in right. terms of like okay um i have a dollar in my pocket i'm putting a, a job description for my dollar be homeless look fucked up have a crutch have, have disability you know yeah. what i'm saying so i'm passing so just look, you have three candidates who want the dollar right mm. whatever and uh the one who dude fits it yeah one dude like listen you look too able body what's what's mm. some bullshit going on yeah. you probably lazy then the other dude, you know, he looks, you look like you're going to be a crackhead. Nah. I can't fuck with you. Then, okay, the the crutch guy, you know what? Let me help him out. You know, he on crutches. He homeless. Yeah. Who's he, can't, to, he can't help it. Who's to say the guy on crutches is actually on crutches? You know, he could be just bullshit because he knows that's going to, that's, that's you know, just like. That's the niche. Just like the there homeless guy with the dog. People mm. don't give a fuck about the guy, but. Oh. The dog, man, feed your fucking dog, you asshole. You know what I'm saying? So he's getting bank off. But that. see, I got the opposite. I'm like, what do you need a dog for, dude? Now you got to feed a dog, and you get rid of the dog. Maybe you can work a little longer and just feed yourself. <laughs> but don't worry about this dog. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, who's to say the other two guys aren't 
you know, have a worse story than the, maybe because I'm thinking maybe the crush guy is an asshole. He's drunk all the time, <laughs> fucking fell and fucked himself up. <laughs> and the other guy's like a a nice dude who's just you know he, he's desperate, right? Like we don't know. So when you get these resumes, you might have in your mind the hiring manager, the recruiter's mind, uh, and you're like, oh, this person, yeah, he's like, got what we need. He's a crush guy. Right. I'm like, well, he's a crush guy maybe because he's trying to leave. He fucked up at his current job. He's trying to, like, you just, like, it was just one of those things where seeing the crutch guy get the money, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. It's just, people just make those decisions just based on... Snapshots. And I'm like, can I blame them? Blame them, though? But a resume is a snapshot. So you have to make it the most attractive. Because you just told me now that, you know, I may not have updated it properly, my resume. But... I felt like I did. No, but I didn't. So oh, it, did. it's kind of like, shit, maybe I need to have another look at my resume by someone else to say, no, dude, you'll never get hired because your shit isn't what people are looking for now. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Right. So to to your point, the, the first guy was your typical homeless guy. Everybody used to that. Mm-hmm. But now you got three different criteria. Who are they really going for now? Right. They going for the third guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that 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 little snapshot was just I had to appreciate it just because I'm like like cuz I'm I'm just thinking like I'm not getting called back. Like I'm a I feel like I'm competitive. I I'm not getting called back as much as, as much as I should, I feel. Now that said yeah, um that said, you know, I ran into some uh, you know, I was networking, of course. No, of course. I couldn't stay at home. I, I got to be out and about, mm-hmm. you know, before I get any final say-so. Until I get a job, I'm, I'm signing documents. Mm-hmm. I'm hustling, you know what I mean? Right, So I'm right. at a networking event. I met a lady, and she made me feel a little bit better because she was like, you know, she got laid off. And she was saying for her, she had much more experience, and she's going through the same shit of, you know, she's not getting callbacks, blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, it's, it's competitive because mm-hmm. that said, and I, that, although... I, you know, I think IT is where it's at. You're competing against a lot of, you know, non-citizens or mm-hmm. just contract work, just whatever, you know? Like, you don't... It's a lot to compete with. IT is just, you know, it's complex. Right. You know, we have different firms, um, whatever the case. So, um, even though your company may have IT, they may hire consultants or do this, do that. Or, so, if you're coming in, coming in for IT position, they just change strategy and just be like, you know what, we're going to have Deloitte come in and fucking do the shit for us or, you know, just whatever. Whereas you could have been part of that team to do it, but they brought in some outsiders. Right. So with that said, you know, in closing, you had some good insight, but what's your advice? Because we're going to have some other people on. Yeah. How um, do you close that out to say what to look out for? I think, and you know, if I just had to close because I'm, I, I really feel for, it can be hard enough for a motherfucker who has a, a packed resume versus the motherfucker at the bottom who's trying to transition into the top. That's very... It's not easy to do. It's taken me years to do that. Right. Um, so if you're trying to do it, be prepared to work for free, first of all, because, I mean, you need, you need experience. Right. So figure that shit out. Um, I think if you have access to a nonprofit or something, mm-hmm. try to get on the board or try to do something because if you're on that board or whatever... Uh, that's giving you some sort of management leadership experience that you're not going to get working your dead ass job. So something to supplement. 
Yeah, on paper. Because on once you get in that room, you're like, okay, what have you done? You'd be like, Ugh. yeah. Oh yeah. well, I I I tell people I, I'm Comcast, and I tell them they use too much of their internet. <laughs> I, don't, I hate you, motherfucker. Oh, you the motherfuckers. You motherfucker. I hate y'all. Yeah, right, like right. versus you know, like um, in addition to that, I'm on a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on the board. One of my help, community. Yeah, help with the, yeah, help with the budget. Blah blah blah. Yeah, have some tangible things on the resume you can talk about. Um, get a mentor. Get some extra skills. You know, no matter what, and basically, you know, be prepared to transition two or three times before you can get where you want to go. Um, I think that's the bottom line. So we're going to have some more more conversations on this topic. Absolutely. And uh, I'm excited. So look out for different people who went through the experience. And um, you'll probably get a lot more injection from Chaz because getting into a new job, it's got to be prepared or what you see now. Yeah, we got to talk about it. Yeah. So we're going to have a new job update. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and um, it's really important because I think... More people go through it than we think, mm-hmm. or more people should be looking at it while they're currently in a job right now. Before this shit hits Before the fan. Before this shit hits the fan, because you probably be smelling it, but it's hitting the fucking fan. So, excellent. M3, Millennial Money Management, on the Bougie Black Brother Network. We appreciate you stopping by, and stay tuned. You'll see a lot of advertising on Instagram, Bougie Black Bro, and CJ stay uh, chilling uh, that's the IG but go to the website go to the website chasmjenkins.com yep. check me out check him out and he'll, you'll see his story in progress yep. so appreciate you stopping by M3 see ya see ya